connect and dig into your favorite topics. My name is Kate Holiday here with Ryan Rivers. If you would like to get in contact with us, send us an email at theweeklylab at gmail.com or find us on Facebook under my name, Kate Holiday. Send us a quick message and let us know where you're listening in from. How you doing, Ryan? No, not much. Day's going pretty good so far? All right. All right. It's been tough, you know. I mean, it's almost 90 degrees outside and uh, Mm, you you go outside and just burst into flames pretty much immediately um but you know i'm making it i got um i got the the uh air conditioner going i was gonna say how do you combat the heat what's your favorite way if it was my way it'd be aluminum foil over all the windows and just kind of hide you You know? know i met somebody recently that didn't know about putting aluminum foil over your windows how do you not know about that i don't know they'd never heard of it and i was like really because it's a reflective surface that you put it up and it reflects heat and it keeps your house cool oh is that what it does yeah, and dark. So oh. if you live in places where it's lighter later, like way later, depending on what time you go to bed, because I go to bed super early, yeah. then it also helps with that too. But yeah, it's definitely warming up, and I think it's warming up in quite a few places. So summer's definitely here. I know summer arrived like a couple days ago officially per the calendar. Pretty much the entire northern side of the globe. It's summertime. Know, it's summertime. Yeah, but you can't always go off with that because sometimes you get summer temps well ahead of the official summer solstice day. Yes, so that's if, true. It feels like summer. I mean, I got, I know I got sunburnt before the summer solstice actually hit. It actually can, uh, can it occur anytime? Like even wintertime, people get sunburned or snowburned or, I mean, I know that's two different things. But right. I know some people get sunburns in the middle of wintertime. That's true. That's because the common misconception of when it's overcast, you can't get burnt, but you actually get burnt more because of that. I don't know if I believe that. You don't think so? Is there science behind that? I think it's just because people don't put sunscreen on because they don't think they're going to get burnt. So number wise, we're not the sharpest tools in the shed and we don't put sunscreen on because we're like, it's cloudy. It's fine. So more of us get burnt. What SPF do you recommend? Like I was thinking like a 5,000. Do they make a 5,000? I might recommend that if it's 90 degrees out. They should make one. They should. I don't know. It depends. Like, I'm a big, like, 30 to 50 person if I'm going to be out for a while. Wow. Um, it's either that or nothing. And then I just end up getting Oh, so burnt. there's no in-between. You don't go to, like, a 5 or a 10 or nothing. It's you either maybe, go all out or you're like, I'm going to take this head on and just get burnt. Yeah. I mean, maybe when I was a kid, I did more because I would, um, you know, go to the pool or the beach a lot because I grew up around the beach, like, my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, my parents would, like slather me with uh sunscreen because they didn't want me to get sunburned as a kid so were you like that nerd on the beach that had the white crap all over his nose uh i tried i tried not to be i'd always ask my sister i'm like do i have stuff on my face like can you see it or whatever she she told me no but i probably but she's your sister i know probably did you know how siblings are you have Mm -hmm. two of them as well so they're always messing with you and giving you a hard time so yeah probably but i can't confirm i don't have any pictures of me like that but right but i mean they probably wouldn't document that they would just yeah, be smear too. the crap all over you and be like, go on down the beach. I yeah. want to get your picture. Go and everybody's looking, you know, and they didn't ever take the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But summertime is definitely here, which means a lot of people are going on summer vacations because I know the schools are out, mm-hmm. um, at least in this area. So a lot of people go on summer vacations. They also go on winter vacations. But right now, winter vacation, that's something I don't think I've ever done. No, I think no. I think it's more of like a retiree thing. Well, see, I mean, like in the winter, have... I want to be around the house for the holidays. Yeah. I mean, that's like my biggest thing. I want to be, I want to be home. I want to enjoy my Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy, as soon as Halloween goes down, Christmas goes up. Right. You know, yeah. and but I want you, to be here to enjoy it. You want to be in your own environment and have mm-hmm. your own decorations and exactly. that homey feel. Exactly. 
Yeah, but a lot of people, they leave if they live somewhere cold. Like, I know I've heard that a lot of our neighbors here pack up and leave and, like, go to Florida or something for the winter. They just, like, <laughs> go somewhere warm. But it's like, I, I kind of like the snow, so I generally stay. Yeah. You know? Snow doesn't bother me. Plus, I'm not retired yet, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. But um, speaking of that, that's what we're going to be discussing today is travel. Um, we're going to be talking about quite a few different things. Ryan and I have traveled quite a bit, I would say. I mean... We're not world travelers by any means. Well, I mean, I, I kind of am. Oh, okay. Well, he is, but I'm not so much. But, I mean, we're going to talk about some certain things, like not necessarily why would you travel in the summer, but in general, Ryan, from your experience, why would you suggest people take trips? Uh, wow. Well. I know. It's an in-depth, deep topic, right? There's so many reasons. That takes me back to my philosophy days. So mm-hmm. why take trips? Okay. I would say more than anything to get you from point A to point B. Okay, so you're saying like business related, like you're going from somewhere for a purpose. Yeah, and the purpose for this would be to take a trip. Okay. So if you want to take a trip, then you have to go. Right. In order to get there. Otherwise, you'll never get there if you don't go. How practical of you. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. I mean, I, mean, I know that's pretty deep, and if you're not on that so level, deep. if you're not on that level right now, you'll, I mean, you know, you'll get there. Um, why do I take trips? Well, generally, I take trips because I am sick of working and uh-huh. I need to get away. I think a lot of people could relate to that. Absolutely. A you lot just, of people work. You did, Well, yeah. You got it these days. Some people work two, three, four jobs. You don't know. But, I mean, if you can afford taking a vacation or taking a trip, mm-hmm. that's the perfect way to break up the monotony of your nine to five. Right. Um, right. So that would be more of a leisure trip, right? Where do you where do you like to go if you had a choice? Like somewhere that you've been, but where would you go? Somewhere I've been, where would I go? Um, like if you could go now because you were tired of working, where would you go? Man, you're putting me on the spot. I am. I would probably go. Um, I got to answer right now. Yep. Like right now. In like three seconds. Oh, crap. Uh, send me to Yellowstone, but I've never been there, so that doesn't count. So oh send gosh. me to Montana. You totally screwed that up. Send me to Montana. Okay. I would go to Montana. You would? Yeah. What's the weather like in Montana this time of year? Is it's it like big sky country, so they have plenty of room for everything. So if it's cumulus clouds, mm-hmm. cumulonimbus. Wow. Pretty sure I pronounced that right. I think you were spot on with that one. Don't Sirius know what that is, but it sounded or, right. Or Cirrus. It doesn't matter. So you've never been to Yellowstone? No. But I think national parks and things like that are a really cool place to go. I went to a few as a kid, but I would love to go back because going that young, you don't really remember much. Mm. But that would be an awesome place to go. Yeah. Well, I think Montana would be more awesome. Mm -hmm. In general. In general, in Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah, because Montana is just so, so big. Yeah. I mean, you can do anything there. I mean, obviously you can't go to the beach, but you could pretend like you were. True. I mean, you could... Ride horses. You could ride horses. You could go skateboarding. Go you hiking. Can go, yeah, you go hiking, uh, horseback riding. I think for me, being like getting into photography the last couple of years, that would be a really cool place to go and take pictures just like of the scenery. Exactly. Or go out in the middle of the night whenever all the, uh, how do I say, stars come out mm-hmm. and the planets. Is that what they, like why they call it big sky country? Because it's so open and you can see that stuff really well. I don't know if I know the answer to that. Well, you're putting me on the spot. I'm going to say Again? yes. If anybody <laughs> uh, if anybody knows any different, feel free to shoot us an email and we'll read it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's because it's just, I mean, it's huge out there. Like I was literally driving and I crossed from Idaho into Montana mm-hmm. in my truck 
And like, as soon as I crossed that state line where it was like, Montana welcomes you. Like it was like the sky was so much larger. It just opened up. Yeah. I mean, like completely. it totally opened up to the point where I had to close my windows in my truck. I had to roll them up because I felt like I was just being, you know, over, overcome. Overcome with amazement. Overcome with just big sky. I've definitely, I've driven through there and I've seen plenty of pictures. It is really pretty out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would be a good spot. Like that's what I would look for in a place to travel to if I was getting away from work. It's right. somewhere relaxing, somewhere cool, somewhere yeah. you can do things like that. So, I mean, people travel for a lot of different reasons. Like you said, a lot of people travel for business. People turn business into vacations all the time. Well, that's true. You know? I try to do that. If I get a paid business trip somewhere, I always try and do something on, like, the back end of it. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, my flight over there was already paid. Mm-hmm. Why not just extend it and go do something I want to do? Why not? You know? And then if you get back to that destination, generally your work pays for your flight back. So why not take advantage of it? I mean, it's just awesome to travel anyways. I've met quite a few people, and I've told you this before, that have never traveled outside of the state that they were born and raised in. Wow. Could you imagine that now, having traveled to like different states, even different countries? That's why it's hard for me to go back home. Because that's how people are, right? Yeah. I mean, some people just never left home, ever. Mm -hmm. Some people were like, oh, yeah, I went on vacation back in, you know, 2002 or whatever it was. But, you know, I never really had a reason to leave again. And it's just like... But even that, you ask them where they went, and it's, like, just a different city or something in the same state. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. the, for me, that actually happened a lot in California, where I went to, like, middle school and high school and some college. A lot of people, born and raised there, did high school and went to college. Like, if they were from Northern California, they just went down the state. But in my mind... Wow. I up wa- SoCal, huh? Right. But I wanted to ask them, don't you wonder, like, what's across the California border? You know, even going to Nevada or something that it's attached to, going to Oregon or something. And they kind of looked at me like, why? Why would I want to leave? You know, I don't know. I'm at the point now where I can I can name the states I haven't been to. Right. Because there's less of them than the ones you've been to. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what would you other than going to Yellowstone and Montana, what other places would you recommend to go for, let's say, a vacation? Not just from point A to point B, but what would you say within the United States? What's some other states you would recommend? Well, uh, I think that depends on the person, mm-hmm. their family Absolutely. situation, if they're going to take children with them. Sure. Um, if it's just a, a guy and a gal wanting to get away. A lot of people don't know about the hidden secret up in the Pacific Northwest, in my opinion. Um, Do tell. I think Oregon has quite a bit to offer. I think the, what could I say, the stigma or the assumption about the Pacific Northwest is it's just dark and dreary but if you've been there you Mm -hmm. can appreciate what it has so what do you love about oregon uh well i lived in oregon for almost two years and i was right on the coast Mm -hmm. that's the best part it can be dark and dreary i would say from like maybe thanksgiving to maybe valentine's yeah it's not that bad sure i mean it's winter time i mean it's dark anywhere in the u.s basically during winter time you get more uh, more nighttime and whatnot with the daylight savings and mm-hmm. out there yeah you get more rain on the pacific uh, northwestern region however in the summertime i mean it's beautiful yeah i mean you're talking 60 degrees maybe 65 tops well that's and, what you said last show that's like your perfect weather that's right up my alley right um of course the ocean is too cold for someone like me to get in but i saw other people getting in it it is cold. I think a lot of people just resort to wetsuits. Like, I know a lot of mm-hmm. people let surf up there. Right. You just have to be prepared. You got to yeah. get out anyways and enjoy it. Um, and if you go inland, just, I mean, 10, 15 miles inland, mm-hmm. and that first ridge of mountains, you know, that blocks all the rain, it's usually pretty clear. And um, you can see everything from, you know, snow-topped mountains to just uh, really dense forest and just all sorts of good stuff out there in Oregon. And I feel like a lot of people, I mean, myself, I had never been out there. 
um, or even really heard of the state. It's one of those states that you rarely hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I showed up, I was like, wow, what a hidden gem. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Until you go there, you don't really know anything other than what people have said about it. Exactly. So that's kind of your assumption or, um, you know, you just go off of that and you're like, I don't want to go there just because other people. But that's the whole point of traveling is to get out and experience things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just take it at face value from what other people have told you. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking at booking a trip, what's some advice you can give people as far as like how to look for flights, what kind of air, airports to fly out of, you know, things to look yeah. for when you're prepping to go for a trip. I mean, as an expert myself, you know, I mean, I've flown a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever I think back to all my flights, I'm just like, man. I've flown so Boy, much. Boy, have I flown. Um, I say go online and book that thing. You just, <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, pick out a website, pick uh-huh. out an airline. Don't do your research too much because, I mean, you don't want it to spoil your trip. Clearly. You'll get put in a bad mood. I mean, well, yeah, just book that ticket. And when you get to the airport, that's when the real struggle is going to happen because you got to get on that plane. <laughs> yeah, after you book that thing, exactly. you got to get on that plane. you got to try it for yourself to figure it out. <laughs> that's a whole other topic, That's right? like the worst part of... Um, I say a trip is, pro- I mean, besides coming home. Yeah, that's for most always a bummer. Is getting through security, getting think, to the airport. I was going to say, getting to the airport, getting through the check-in process and TSA are all kind of a disaster unless you're like a seasoned pro and you've got, especially if you fly out of the same airport all the time, you right. kind of get into like a routine, which mm-hmm. I've done a couple times. Uh, places I've lived, you get to know the airport really well. Like, what times is it going to be backed up? So you kind of book your flights around that. Yeah, but even then, you think about it, a 9 a.m. flight, you're getting at the airport early. Yeah. If you're me. Right. If if you're my dad. Like, my dad, he gets to the airport. I mean, if he's got a flight at noon, he's there at 6.30 in the morning poking around. Oh, my gosh. Like, way earlier than the recommended. Scoping out the, you know, the local. The restaurants. Yeah, the (laughs) restaurants. The gift shops. Making sure you got a good parking space, wants to know what time the shuttles run. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's probably not that bad. So, way, way more than the recommended, what do they say, two hours, I think, for at least two hours ahead of time. Internationals even longer, uh, going through the customs, which I've gone through before, which isn't easy, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a a necessary portion of it. Yeah. So, you've been through international customs. I don't think, I've never flown in and out of an international airport. Is that a fact? Yeah. Never have. Now, when you say you've never flown in or out of an international airport, do you mean to an international destination? Yes. Because yes, you correct. have flown out of perhaps Seattle. I have. Which is an international airport. Yes. So there's two different kinds. There's what? What are they called? Just regular and international? Or what are they called? <laughs> the regular airport. Yeah. They have regular airports or domestic airports that don't serve domestic. Uh, uh, international destinations. And then mm-hmm. they have international airports which serve both. But international airports do serve domestic flights. Correct. Right? Yeah. This is confusing. This is why we talk about this stuff. All you do is you just show up, you get on your plane, and you put your headphones in. Mm -hmm. The flight attendant is being very polite, asking you to follow along in her brochure. Nobody ever pays attention. And then um, you take to the friendly skies. And then whenever there's an emergency, everybody complains on the news that nobody knew what to do because you had your headphones in. Yeah. Or you didn't turn your cell phone off when they said turn your cell phone off. Dude, that drives me nuts. We'll get to that in a minute. I mean, there's plenty of things. If you've ever traveled on a flight, I'm sure even one time you found something that was obnoxious. So that one dude that always stands up whenever you're rolling down a taxiway to get ready for, I just got to get something out of my briefcase. They're like, sit down, sit down, and you hear boom, boom. (laughs) 
<laughs> Next thing you know, the pilot's like, all right, folks, uh, we're going to hold tight here while the with flight attendants get uh, everything under control back mm-hmm. there. They're like, it's like, it's because one dude... Wanted put, to put his jacket up or get his laptop yeah, or something. Yeah, he had to read the Wall Street Journal right now, like your stocks are taking a plunge, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. It's an emergency. Anyway, you're listening to The Lab, and you can contact us at our email. Mm-hmm. It's theweeklylab at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. It's under my name right now. We'll probably switch it up here. Um, it's under Kate Holiday. You can send us a message, comment on our posts, um, follow our page so that you can know when we're going to be uploading, when we're going to be uh, live streaming over shortwave radio through WRMI. But back to the TSA thing. Okay. So we're, you were talking about traveling through international airports and stuff. What kind of experiences have you had? Because like I said, I've never been to an international location and had to go through like customs and all that kind of stuff. So I have no clue what to expect uh... if I were to do it. Well, I flew international probably four to six flights. I don't know off the top of my head oh, the wow. exact number. Um, however, coming home's not nearly as bad as I would say entering the foreign country for obvious reasons. You know, you have a U.S. passport from mm-hmm. what I've always uh, encountered when U.S. Customs sees you uh, or me, I guess it would be for this particular uh, situation. It's been easier than going somewhere else. Okay. Uh, you know, they scan your passport, ask you, do you have more than $10,000? And I say, I wish. <laughs> and they go, <laughs> Next. Good one. And then, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, however, like uh, in Europe, uh-huh. it was either Amsterdam or Frankfurt, Germany. I can't remember which one exactly. I'm thinking it was both now that I'm reflecting back. Kay. But you have two separate security checkpoints. Like not only to get to where the gates are, but once you get to your gate and they're like, now boarding coach uh-huh. ha 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 you guys suck you're all the way in the back yeah you know and then i'm like <laughs> but we me. let you on first yeah that's me um <laughs> you have to go through security again right uh a entirely new security checkpoint oh my gosh so you're going through it twice and i'm i'm not sure if that's all of european airports but from what i experienced it was both times that i connected uh, in europe to the middle east uh-huh. um now the worst that I think I saw was um, it was in I'm not I don't know if I want to name the country. Mm-hmm. It, it was a Middle Eastern country. Okay, they, they have a lot of struggles over there. They do. Um, it's been going on for a long time. Um, but me and a buddy of mine were catching a flight back home, and we were lucky enough to leave early ahead of the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to this airport, we got our tickets, and when they said, uh, "Yeah, your gate's right down here." You have to walk through a metal de- uh, metal detector. Mm-hmm. Which but, is kind of standard. Yeah. You know, you think that's, oh, that's their version of TSA. Cool. Yeah, you expect it. The problem was there was nobody manning the metal detector. It was just a free-for-all? It was just a cattle drive, like you're waiting at Burger King at rush hour. What? You're just walking through the lines, and when you go through the metal detector, <clears throat> you know, the red X is getting thrown up, and nobody comes and checks you. So it detects something and the alarm just goes off and nobody shows up? Nobody showed up. Hmm. Everybody just kept on walking through. They would walk right through the metal detector. That's so scary. Yeah. And then you get on the plane with all these people. You're like, I know you set the alarm off. You right, set the alarm off. Right. What? I've never so, heard of that. Uh, lucky for me, it was only about an hour and 15 minute flight. That's enough. Yeah. I would have had a but I mean, if I, I mean, if I was on a eight or nine hour flight connecting somewhere else, I mean, I would have been up and about the whole time wondering what was going to happen but mm-hmm. you know for just an hour i mean i can worry pretty well for an hour yeah um once we landed though it was like dude i'm never doing that again yeah if um, i can avoid it right yeah exactly. learn your lesson but hmm. i don't know 
it's a little bit different compared to our airports here. Um, they're mm-hmm. a little bit more strict. I've been to an airport where they didn't even do security. It was a very small, like, local hub, and it was certain oh, yeah. flights and mm-hmm. stuff. They were just like, all right, come on through. And I'm like, okay, but security's <laughs> closed. Like, the roll bar cage is, like, down, and you just bypass it. And I'm like, how, they how do you? They just let you on the plane, huh? Yeah, I'm like, how do you know all these people are, like, good to go? It was just, like, normal ops. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, that airline that flies out of here, it's so small, and it's just we don't even do security. The flight's, like, 50 minutes, so you it's imagine fine. Imagine being the pilot on that plane. I know. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I've never heard of this in my entire life. So, I mean, going through TSA here, there's certain things that you know are going to happen. You know, like, like I said, even if you've traveled one time, you know, these things are coming. They talk about it all the time. They play videos and everything. So, um, I thought it would be fun, Ryan, Mm -hmm. to give you a quick TSA quiz. Oh, a TSA quiz. Yeah. See how much Ryan Rivers actually knows about TSA and airports. They're not going to show up on my doorstep, are they? I don't think so. I mean, I'm doing it from my phone. So, if I anything they'll probably come looking for me okay um so here we go we're gonna ask a couple questions i think there's 10 we'll see how many we can do um true or false ryan an e-cigarette is allowed in a checked bag only i'm gonna say true okay check bag nobody sees it until well ideally till you get to your destination but even then it's usually gonna turn up missing right and by turn up missing you know what i mean it's gonna mm-hmm. go missing not turn up do you want me to tell you if you got it right or wrong now or at the end uh, yeah, tell me now. I'm curious. Um, it says the FAA prohibits the devices even in checked bags. What? And I think I recently heard about this, like in the last couple of months, that they can explode even when you're not using them. Yeah, so put that in your mouth and puff on it. Right, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But it says battery-powered e-cigarettes, vapes, uh, vape pens, all those things uh, may only be carried in the aircraft cabin. Oh, that's even safer. And carry-on baggage or on your person. That way you can put the fire out yourself and what? it doesn't smolder under the... Uh... Under the passengers. That cool. doesn't make any sense. Wow. Um, for inbound international flights, you may carry liquids more than the TSA liquids rule allows in your carry-on bag if you brought them at a duty, you bought them at a duty-free shop where it's packed in a secure temper tamper-evident bag. They are in transparent containers. You're traveling internationally to the United States with a connecting flight, and all answers mentioned. I'm gonna say yeah, because duty-free. I mean, that's where they make all their. That's where they make their bones. You know. So you want to say A? Yeah, duty free. Let's do it. Yep. (laughs) All right. True or false? TSA does not require children under the age of 18 to provide identification when traveling with a companion within the United States. Oh, see, I don't know anything about kids. I think that's false. I'm going to say it's probably true because they don't care about what kids do. Oh, you are right. Is it true? That's so weird. Cool. So I can just go find a random kid and be like, hey, bro, you want to go cross country? Yeah. And then take him to the airport. Could be someone sketchy, too. Bring him on. We don't need identification. Let's do it. Um, okay, let's skip that one because that's kids too. Um, <laughs> we don't have kids, so we don't know. Uh, which of the following items is allowed as a carry-on item? Safety razor with blades, scissors, drill bits, and disposable razor. I'm going to have to say a disposable razor. Correct. Hmm. All right, let's do one more. One which, more. Which of the following typical holiday food items is prohibited as a carry-on item? Bread, turkey, cranberry sauce, and pie. Mm. Jeez, I have no idea, but it's making me hungry. Maybe turkey, because if the pilot were to eat some, isn't there a chemical in the turkey that makes everybody fall asleep? Melatonin. Is that what's in the turkey? Yes. So Incorrect. <laughs> is, it, is it a hot piss of pee? I don't know. It just says foods are subject to additional screening if an officer sees any anomalies. An so officer. when they go through. Yeah. <laughs> officer. Oh, this is a good one, though. I want to ask this one. Oh, okay. Uh, true or false, you must notify the TSA that you will be carrying a firearm in your checked baggage. Yes. True. That is true. I have done that. And uh, you need to get like a tag. 
for your bag, I think, and then it notifies everybody that there's a firearm in there. So and that's what you want. Your little bag spinning around in the carousel saying, pick me, I got a gun. I know, and then you hear about, oh, it's whatever. That's a whole other thing. All right, well, um, I got one for you. Okay. All right, so on the topic of travel, we're going to do a scenario. Okay. Now, we've talked about straight. where you would want to go. Well, not exactly where you would want to go, but this is your chance to shine, but it's going to have some stipulations. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, so here we go. All of a sudden, <gasps> the FBI knocks on your door. Oh, gosh. And they're like, dude, we think that you witness an extreme crime. And your life is in danger. You're going to be put in witness protection for 30 days. (laughs) False. (laughs) For 30 days until we can get to the bottom of this. Okay. It's up to you as to where you want to go. Oh, gosh. So for 30 days, it's going to be a free trip anywhere in the world that you want to go. But you have to leave like... As soon, like immediately, if not sooner, as soon as possible. 30 whole days. 30 whole days anywhere in the world. That's... You got to pick, dude, because they're getting ready to pack you um, up. I'd probably go to Australia. All right, so here's the stipulations. Oh, gosh. Because the FBI is providing you protection, you can't post about it on social media. None of your family, none of your friends can know about it. Can you I... can't say, hey, I hugged a kangaroo. You can't do yeah. anything like that. Can I post after? Like, can I take pictures while I'm there? We'll see what the court decides. Oh, gosh. See what I mean? Yeah. It changes it a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, because you want to go somewhere you can brag about. Oh, so you know now the mean? truth comes out. Well, I've always wanted to go to Australia, but I know that that's like the most deadly place to go because so many insects and animals can kill you. Yeah. But, I mean, I would love to go there. I've always wanted to go, but I definitely want to be able to brag about it and document my travels. So, see, you would want to go to Australia for 30 days, paid, mm-hmm. but wouldn't it suck to go there and not be able to tell anybody that's... Like, you're done kind of i feel like i wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much because i'd want people to like share the experience so you're one of them that needs outside sources to justify what you're doing to feel good about yourself Uh, i don't know i don't know if i'd go that far but i mean you know what i mean like you want to share with people and be like hey look at this cool stuff i got to do yeah being in the witness protection program i guess isn't so cool because i wonder if they're gonna have you on like lockdown no you're gonna gonna take you someplace there's gonna be an fbi agent like being like all right here you go Mm -hmm. be careful don't talk about what you're doing here and then you know you get to go see whatever i would say it really depends on what the court says and if i can talk about it later wow so but the problem is the (laughs) agent's not going to know that before you pack your bags he ain't going to know what the court's going to decide yeah i don't know that would really be a stipulation for you i mean i'd probably still go because it would be a personal experience but when i got back i'd be like biting my tongue like dude you had it there was this tarantula and there's this black mama that almost killed me i think it's africa but where would you go <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Oh gosh, here it so comes. So there's two things that mm-hmm. I look for when I look at um, at this particular scenario. Okay. Cost and logistics. Cost and logistics, but it's free. Exactly. So if the government's going to pay for it, I'm going to make them spend every dime oh. that they have. Okay. To get me to where I'm going. That makes more sense. I and, thought you were going to be cheap. And then logistically, <laughs> I'm going to make the guy that's in charge of this whole program mm-hmm. pull his hair out because I want to go to someplace so remote that he has to book like eight different flights <laughs> with four different airlines. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Do you think he'd back out? Be like, you said anywhere. No, he better not back out. That's like, the deal. So here's two places I would go. And only one of them really applies to the two principles that I uh, discussed. Okay. I would probably go to Greenland or Wyoming. So different. So different, so right? So different. But you get the best of both worlds. So you do? Greenland, think about it. How many people can say they've been to Greenland? Not many because it's cold. It, Yeah. It's cold, but in order to get to Greenland from the United States, you have to fly to either Iceland or to Denmark mm-hmm. or to another European country and then to one of them. Okay. And then catch another flight to Greenland 
And then to get to your final destination, usually you have to fly into the capital of Greenland and catch either a helicopter or like a small little prop plane. Jeez. You know how expensive that's got to be? That guy would be like slamming his head on his desk. It's got to be so many crones. So many what? Crones. I'm pretty sure that's the Danish mark. Oh. A crone. I've never heard of this. Here comes Ryan with the random information. Well, all right. (laughs) Or I think it would be cool to go to Wyoming and work on one of them ranches. See, that would be cool too. But I wouldn't work because I'm in the witness protection program. Right. I would watch other people work and I would be like, hey, good job, man. You really got that horse running over that thing. That thing. You know what I mean? That thing. Would they send me first class? That's the other question that I would have to ask. Because if they didn't, you wouldn't be going. I would probably go into Wyoming because it's a shorter trip. Once you go first class, you can't go back. It's hard to. I'm not going to lie. You can't be one of those commoners. Nope. Uh, which maybe we'll discuss at a future date if you've ever flown first class or if you prefer, what is it, coach, I guess? Yeah, I don't prefer coach. No, no of course not because no. you have flown first class. Yeah. So why would you want to go to a foreign country for how long is that flight? Would you say overall flight time to Greenland? To Greenland, overall flight time in the air or travel time total? Like how long would it take you to get there in general? Oh, man, I would say at Ugh. least... I mean, give it a good 24 hours sitting oh at gosh. airports and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody knows better, if anybody's ever been to Greenland, give us a shout out mm-hmm. at the lab. Uh, and our email is theweeklylab at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Kate Holiday. Just search for that. So we are going to wrap it up there for this week. Thanks for joining us on The Lab, where we dissect and dig into a wide variety of topics. Uh, again, my name is Kate Holiday and Ryan Rivers. We will talk to you guys again next